Welcome to the gray area. This is episode 131 CES 2019 wrap up. Now I'm sure you've heard or read a number of these wrap ups, but recently I have gone to CES this last weekend along with Tushar, who you've had, you've seen, read, listened to on the show before too. And at the resident tech expert, I guess you'd say, I thought it might be What's fun. Up? Yeah. See, welcome to the show again. Glad to have you on to talk like tech. You know, that's not necessarily my area of expertise, but I, I got to be honest with you. Not, not mine either. <laughs> you don't think so? Uh, no. I kind of do. <laughs> well, you can't really game without tech. So that they, is true. they go hand in hand. So even though this is a gaming show, I feel like you should know something about the incoming tech for the year and things that are hopefully going to be released, you know, this year or next at the most. Yeah. So uh, let's go over the things that were seen. I got to see uh, the Venetian and the Sands and then the second day at the uh, conference center. So my stuff is limited to eyes on for those areas, but I'm sure there's other things that uh, we've been reading about that maybe you didn't get to see in person we can also talk about. So one thing I didn't see, but I read about a lot was the Atari Pong tables. I did see different cabinets from classic arcade retro kind of games, uh, not ones that I recognize as name brands, but there were a number of gaming cabinets there you could buy if you wanted to set up your gaming room, etc. But I like the Pong coffee table, which I think is an interesting idea. <laughs> you know, that you have this stand that you can adjust to sit and stand with your little water resistant seal so you can drink there and play Pong while you're just chilling in your living room. It is absolutely beautiful, and uh, I think it was. I think the lowest configuration for that pong table was about three grand. So, it's uh, not necessarily a uh, very easy piece to uh, put into your living room aesthetic. But you know, if it got three thousand, four thousand bucks, I, I would say this would be a awesome, uh, awesome item. I don't care what else is in your living room, uh, but. <laughs> It's just it should be there if you can put it there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you have the space to have people sit around in a circle around this, then that's cool. Yeah. I did see the Tesla suit, uh, albeit in a glass box. And wow, that was futuristic looking. Really neat. It, it was weird because when I saw it from far away, it just kind of seemed like a jacket. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a jacket for really jacked people that want exactly. built-in muscles, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's like a uh, full-body haptic virtual reality suit, and I think there's a development kit uh, that comes with that. But it's a, uh, I guess we've done smartphones, we've done smart wearables, we got smart watches. I think I, they were teasing smart rings for a while, and this is just smart clothing, I guess, for lack of a better better phrase. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it can do mo motion capture, climate control, uh, haptic feedback, biometric feedback, and just just amazing things in general. I feel like this is the next step, though. I mean, we've already people have already thought about having almost treadmills so that when you're in VR, you can move freely, you know, 360 kind of spinning, uh, different ways of walking. But the actual haptics, I mean, you've already got them built into the controllers. Uh, why not add them to your body itself? I mean, this is this is basically Ready Player One stepped into real life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with the motion capture control, uh, capabilities on it like it it really does give you a lot of a, a full-scale ability to really capture motion in a far different way than just having your 
to handheld controllers that are on your Vibra or Oculus Rift. Yeah, I look forward to this, though, because I think it's going to increase a lot of the accuracy in the games that I really like, which are more of the yeah. fighting games, the first-person shooters, the, the boxing games, things like that, which frustrate me if, you know, timing isn't exact because of the feedback between your controller and your laptop, in my case, laptop. So Absolutely. hopefully yeah. this will make this a little more lifelike. As you, hopefully not lifelike as you're actually using your FPS, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to feel the bullets. So if yeah, we could just yeah, yeah. if we could st- just stop just short to, uh, you know, playing Overwatch and this and actually feeling getting smacked by Winston the Gorilla, I'd be <laughs> I'd be happy going just to that point. <laughs> yes. So that leads us into VR, which the most one of the most exciting things for me. Uh, was when we went to the suites and were able to see the new prototype uh, HTC Vive, which I believe was the Cosmos, but I'll be honest, I was too busy paying attention to the fact that this did not have any wires attached to it. Right. So, yeah. do, do you remember the details of that? Uh, I do remember some of the details. Uh, I was, again, I was more focused like you were just on the fact that it was wireless. I know I've, uh, any kind of Vive experience I've had, any sort of uh, VR experience I've had, it, you kind of have to set the boundaries with your little cubes and your little sensors and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Uh, this one has the inside tracking, which is right. such a pain. It takes me 20 minutes to get mine set up when I want to just play something. You know, you have to have your room already pre-tracked and you have exactly. to have your little boxes that you set up. Uh, but this is so nice that you can just basically like kind of not plug, but just play, you know, with that built in so it can track internally. Yeah. So this was actually a partnership between uh, HTC and AMD. And it was actually AMD that was showing this off uh, their desktops, their gaming desktops that they're setting up. Um, and I think uh, if I remember correctly, this works with if you're running at least a AMD uh, 590 and of course uh, it's going to be supported with the Radeon 7s as long as you download that specific firmware for your AMD device that it can communicate with this HTC Vive and I believe it was a Vive Focus because it's available in China uh, it will be available in the US soon unfortunately uh, the AMD reps were not allowed to say what soon meant uh, but uh, using these two in concert and they're really hoping to get a lot more uh, different kinds of headsets on board and with the program to be able to do this with but uh, the Vive focus sorry the Vive focus is what they had and I was just able to put it on and play in that little area there was no cubes there were no anything I didn't have a bunch of wires dangling in front of my face I'm not tangling my arms in the wires trying to use the uh, controllers and uh, I was playing that space pirate game pretty freely yeah and, uh, yeah yes. no I like the new around. controllers too I mean I think yeah. they've definitely taken feedback from people um, and the type of games that they're probably our best sellers and made it a little bit more, I think, ergonomic in some of the way that you can kind of stick your hands through and the analog stick is a little bit easier than uh, mistaking where your trigger fingers are when you're holding the, the standard controllers uh, that exist right now. I just felt like it was easier to shoot. Yeah. Because uh, it's like I know with a lot of the other VR headsets I've used, they're, you almost got to like cock your wrist to shoot a straight shot. Uh, this felt like, you know, I could just aim and shoot like I would uh, a normal, you know, gun or laser or anything else that I'm shooting in a VR game without having to, like, push my wrists forward as far as they can go to target something. So, I mean, it felt it felt more comfortable uh, using that, especially wirelessly uh, in addition to everything else. Yeah, this thing seemed like something you could take with you. And that's one of the complaints that I guess I have is is if you're using the Vive for uh, exercise or, you know, and you travel a decent amount, which I do, it's not something that you can just easily pack with you. This seems right. something that you can. They're even showing it. They're kind of like 
hinting that it has some phone connectivity abilities. Um, we didn't see that actually right. at CES. It was just on a laptop standard. But I think that's a really good idea. And also, they're kind of indicating that the price was going to be below the 5 Pro. So that that's yeah. pretty steep. Like, you're looking at less than a grand for for you know a vibe standard so this is i think below like maybe 700 which would be really nice it, it should i i think is probably be around 599 good at yeah. the most i think and, and like i said this is stuff that uh this particular headset is available in china actually you can buy it in china right now uh they're just bringing it to the united states and this isn't going to be the only uh headset that they're going to try to work it out with uh, what I'm really thinking about is if you have wireless VR and something like this and you're combining that with a Tesla suit, uh, yeah. the, the kind of stuff you could do, not just in gaming, but like in training, mm -hmm. uh, you know, wellness, uh, health, like all that kind of stuff is just the, the options become far less limiting when, when you have those two things working in concert. Yeah, I like the flip up aspect too. You can you can kind of take the visor; it slides backwards. So in case you have to yeah. just jump in and out, um, it, for for the ladies or the men yeah. with the longer hair, it's a real pain in the butt if you have your a ponytail or something longer and you have to pull your hair back and try to get out of your eyes because you want to make sure that you're not you know sweating into your VR. Uh, and it, it's kind of hard to put on and off very easily without having to rearrange everything. Right. This, you can keep it on your head, you just flip up the visor, and you're looking around your real life to see who's interrupting you while you're supposed to be having your alone time. And then flip the visor <laughs> down. I mean, I mean, these little things are important. I mean, that's all about uh, usability. If you have an amazing device, you know, I don't care what it does. If it's, you know, got, if it's going to be a bad user experience, then I really don't want to use it. Uh, but even just something as simple as putting on a VR headset, like I'm a, I'm a dude with short hair and even still, it's just like, you know, I'm making sure I'm not catching anything on the wire, uh, on the wires, screwing everything onto my head. And while that's happening, I've already fogged up the glass and yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it just becomes an episode. It so does. It does. I, I, yeah, I definitely sympathize with uh, the gents and ladies that have longer hair than I do because that must be much more of a pain in the ass than it is for me. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's prohibitive to use when you have, you know, like I said, the 20 minutes of setup. So hopefully this is right. like a yeah. more grab-and-go option. Yeah. Very excited to see this and yeah. try it out at CES. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, that's, that's with AMD, and they're running off of AMD hardware, and they're looking to uh, partner with more headsets than just this. So this is, seems to be a prototype not just for this system but for other things that they're going to try to bring in. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this brings us to the thing that you hook the VR into, uh, especially if you're on the go, gaming laptops. Oh, man, there was so much good stuff there. <laughs> so much good stuff. So the, the biggest <clears throat> thing that I saw with laptops and the biggest thing we kind of expected from gaming machines at CES was going to be the graphics card. Uh, a lot of the laptops I've reviewed on Technical Found, a lot of laptops that I've used uh, were looking at... Um, Laptops that are using NVIDIA GTX cards, but they're, you know, GTX 1050s, 1050s Ti. Some of them go up to 1060s, 1080s. And uh, the big thing now is a lot of the laptops are going to be equipped with uh, NVIDIA's new RTX um, gaming uh, gaming video cards. So for the some of the laptops that still are focusing on high graphics, they're still being packed with uh, GTX 1080s. Because uh, the RTX uh, 20, 2030s, 2040s, 2060s, 2080, and the 2080, the big thing is ray tracing. Like that's what the advantage of the RTX over the GTX is. So for those of you that don't know, ray tracing is just kind of another way, a newer kind of micro step that's going to make things uh, render much better. And 
when I say render, I'm not just talking about just like an object, but we're tracing the light. Uh, so lighting, shadows, reflections, how that interacts with the virtual objects that are in the game. Uh, being able to handle that on a much more effective way, that's what ray tracing is. There's only a, a handful of games that really use it now. Uh, I think, um, think Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a big one. So if you have RTX 2080, you're really going to see a difference in Shadow of the Tomb Raider with the ray tracing. Uh, but that that's the biggest uh, the biggest thing we saw. And in terms of laptops for the outside, you had kind of two schools of thought. You had uh, some companies that are trying to shrink it down, trying to make uh, a gaming laptop that has an ultrabook size, so it's supportable, it's easy to carry. Um, but the biggest, biggest, <laughs> probably physically as well as uh, spec wise as goes. I have to give it to Alienware's Area 51M. Really? Um, yes. It was one of the first ones that I saw. We saw a, really, a bunch of good ones. I saw, you know, the Razor Blade Advanced model. I saw uh, Lenovo's new Y-Series. I saw, you know, the Acer Predator, MSI's GS75 Stealth. But the thing that the Alienware Area 51M did, first of all, aesthetically, it was a gorgeous machine, even if it was larger. Um, you look at it and you feel like it's one of those, like, older, bigger, old-school uh, gaming laptops. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's packing desktop-grade components. So you have Alienware Area 51M where you're looking at a full NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2080 graphics card. It is coming with a desktop-grade Intel Core i9-9900K. Um, those are like the top-end options that you can put at it. Um, it looks like it came off of the deck of the Enterprise. So aesthetically, <laughs> aesthetically, it's it's fantastic. And here's the thing about it: you can swap out the processor and the graphics card. Uh, there are not a lot of laptops that I've seen that easily do, but they just basically put in a hatch in the bottom, so you can change out your video card and change out your processor, just using the bottom bottom panel and uh, uh, diving inside. That difference is what is making me kind of say yes they've set themselves apart from the rest of the pack as far as just pure gaming ridiculousness yeah, goes yeah. Um, although the blade has got good reviews too um, everything was great that i saw but this is i'm, I'm mentioning this first just because it was so different and i mean the price tag on it's going to be like 2600 bucks yikes um for you know those sorts of things but yeah it, absolutely the razor had a fantastic one msi had a fantastic one but um they're focusing on being thinner and being lighter and having nicer screens and having nicer trackpads and having better lighting and uh, you know embracing USB-C. uh you know so but yeah, that Alienware, I'll I'll give that. I'll, that I'll that's give your that, best uh, of show. Best of show. I mean, as far as portability, it's obviously not going to be that. But as far as just pure gaming ridiculousness in the laptop, <laughs> Area, Alienware Area 51M gets my best of show. Yeah, as far as the love child of your desktop tower and your laptop. Yeah, it's a true desktop replacement because it's basically a desktop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so Lenovo. Um, yes. Well. I'm thinking of them because we saw a number of really nice laptops. We also saw some really sweet monitors. So yes. what did you think? I mean, you remember my favorite, I think. Um, the <laughs> Let's just go and see what you thought on the monitors. Because there's, um, there's a number of gorgeous 8K 
monitors right there, there, there was a, a number of great monitors at the show um from all the big brands ex exactly what you expect and you know they were built for gaming very tiny bezels uh just beautiful color um but lenovo's i'm trying to remember the model number was there was a uh, 43 inch wide curved laptop yeah, it was so sweet and it was just like it caught my eye from across the room and you know i had to go and take a look at it so it, it is um Oh, man, I'm trying to think of what it's called. I, I spent a decent amount of time with them talking about the concept of... They had some built-in software that was pretty helpful where you could switch from printable color schemes if you're going to be you know, graphic designing and you want to send something to print or if you want to switch something to... Um, you know, something that you'd use for the web or something that you would use for streaming. You could take different aspects of the monitor and designate different specific window, uh, you know, aspect ratios that you were pulling tabs from. It was yep. really useful if you wanted to be a streamer. And I forget the different ports that it had available, but it made it so that it wouldn't be too intensive for one laptop to be able to handle. You could also right. dual wield laptops, which is pretty neat. Yeah. And then designate different areas on the screen for those two laptops i'm not sure why you'd want to do that if you were streaming but maybe just because oh well, if you maybe not if you're streaming but you know for people that are running um multiple systems you know that that's a big a big thing uh it's that i think it was a p44w is okay. is what we're looking at and, and like you said you're absolutely correct um it allow as multiple hdmi display ports as well as uh usb3 usb-c thunderbolt ports on it which is really going to make um mac users happy because I know I've had a couple clients where, you know, they're looking for actually I just helped a couple pick out some monitors and what they were looking at was, hey, I need something that's, you know, at least 34 inches big. Uh, it's going to give me good color. But at the same time, I need to be using it for my MacBook Pro. So, you know, usually that's going to come with the uh, with the USB uh, type C Thunderbolt. So it's a 32 by 10 aspect ratio. We're looking about 43 inches wide. It lifts, tilts, swivels, multiple import, inputs. It could uh, take multiple laptops and kind of split screen. You could do picture in picture. Oh, yeah, picture in picture was what it was about. Right, right. So it, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of like if I had two 24 inch monitors sitting side by side that were 16 by 10. Yeah. Um, what is that? 3840, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. So it's uh, 3840 by 1200. So it's uh, the the, col the the color was really good. Uh, it's 144 uh, hertz refresh rate, so you know you don't get a lot of screen lag, and uh, the color is really good. Um, so that really, really caught my eye, and I thought that'd be really cool. And again, you know, Genesee and I, ha I loved it for different uh, reasons. Uh, I feel like it's something that's great not just for gamers, but it's something that's great for just you know. Folks that are in technology that are running a few things at once that want to have dedicated areas or dedicated slices of a monitor for certain things. I think it's great for artists, like you were talking about earlier. Like you can set it so you know you're looking at a color palette if you're using uh, a color palette for what you're doing. If you're in Photoshop, then it'll put you in that Photoshop color space. So yeah, that was that so. It yeah. automatically transferred when you opened Adobe to right. match color schemes for Adobe. So, so you get a truer color sense for, for the stuff that you're doing. And, uh, you know, as far as monitors go, you know, the, there was a lot of other really nice uh, large curved ones that are uh, joining the 40-inch 40, 40 plus club. But, but I think this one was the, the nicest one that I saw. Cool. All right, so we saw some things that weren't necessarily gaming-oriented, but I thought the Huawei laptops were pretty impressive. 
Like the Huawei laptops were very impressive. Um, it wasn't something that I normally would have my eye on or when I'm like looking for getting laptops, something that I look at outside of the major brands. But, mm-hmm. you know, they they really made a good case for laptops that weren't necessarily gaming laptops. They don't have huge video cards uh, inside, but they're light, they're thin, um, they're easily easy to travel. They have an actual button for the webcam, so that it's closed all the time unless you physically click it on the keyboard that it uh, comes up, almost like one of those old school Ferrari headlights. Yeah. Uh, I, that That's what it felt like. I like the pop-up cameras. Was that them that did the pop-up yeah. cameras? Where you yeah, could absolutely. touch a button and your cam would pop up and it wasn't yeah. always on. Like, then you have to be like me where you're concerned that somehow, <laughs> you know, the man is watching you via exactly. your, your <laughs> webcam. Well, well, this one is definitely that the man would not be able to watch you because the camera is literally pointing inside the keyboard and there's nothing really they can see about that. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was really cool, uh, a cool feature that they had. Um, yeah, but, you know, that there's something that, again, it's not not really gaming, but it is definitely something that if you just need a lightweight traveler, uh, if you're looking at things like that, then it's going to be something that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be helpful for you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think everyone there was talking about the wall. Since we're in monitors, I'm just naming some things that I thought oh, were pretty awesome. The wall. the wall. That was amazing. It, what was the, I don't know the dimensions on it, but it was literally a wall that was uh, a television. That, sorry, sorry. Before we move on to the wall, I just wanted to get the name out there. The models of the Huawei's that we looked okay, at yeah. were the uh, the MateBook X Pro and the uh, the MateBook. So. Give those a look. Like they were my biggest surprise at CES because you know I know Huawei is phones, yeah, and phones. Uh, but I would be you know more than happy to have you know a company that doesn't need uh, that could do some light graphics work, but not like have full gaming cards to have a fleet of these in their hands. I think it would be something that's not only cost effective but uh, worthwhile. Uh, but yes, now we can move on to the wall. The wall. Oh my God, the wall. <laughs> Yes. So, so I mean, the wall was something that you heard people talking about wherever you were in the show. Oh, my God, did you see the wall? Did you see Samsung's wall? That thing is messed up. And uh, I was like, okay, well, let's take a look at it. Because I, I can't picture it. Because, you know, I just came from Sony's 8K booth. Mm. And, and we're, I'm looking at an amazing picture that they had on their televisions. And uh, then we go and see the wall, and it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. Um, they said it's 146 inches, which... Oh, no, no, no. It's 219 219? Yeah. Oh. Was, was the then, one that they were saying was on there, I was being told, was 219 inches. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 It, it was just as though... I mean, if you took real life and then made it nicer... Yeah, <laughs> that was like the wall. I think your eyes don't even see color in that gamut. It, it it's just and the the color we're showing was was just unbelievable. Like the the quality of the picture that I saw blew everything away. Because imagine looking at something that's um, you know amazing resolution. You are you know seeing colors your brain didn't know were possible. Now make it eighteen feet wide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I think is kind of like the forefront of, you know, the idea of technology as part of architecture, you know, and something that's more, 
consumer friendly, something that's possible in the future. Although, you know, think about how you're going to get that in your door. Right. But, you know, the idea that your walls themselves, you know, you could get them to the point of touching them and having them be whatever pattern you want. And then you can watch your TV on it. You could play your game on it. You could, mm -hmm. you know, just use it as an aesthetic, you know, running water, whatever you want. But the idea that your actual home, your place you live is kind of part of your gaming experience or your, yeah. you know, visual experience was, it was a neat concept that you could see, you've seen in movies, you've read about, but now it's like kind of possible in the near future for the average man. Oh, absolutely. It, it's definitely, it, it's like, it's, and that's what we saw a lot of stuff at CES was like, it's like, hey, this is ridiculous today. <laughs> yeah, but not but, too long. Yeah. Yeah, now now you can get a wall that's smaller, but obviously this is CES. So you're gonna have to you know blow it out. So they brought their 219 inch um, micro LED, beautiful true blacks HDR 10 plus, <laughs> just greatness. And I just and again, it's one of those things that like uh, I mean when I have an HDTV and then I'm just like, oh well, how good can 4K be? And then I saw a 4K TV, and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Then after that, I was like, okay, well, how good can an 8K TV be? And then I saw it, and it was awesome. And now I'm just like, okay, well, how good can an 8, uh, 8K TV be, even if it's just huge? And um, and I want one. Yeah. It won't, it won't even fit in my living room, but I want no. one. Well, then, of course, the Internet responds with, well, I have pets, and they will be scratched, and people will bump into it. And, you know, where do I put the furniture? And, of course, the, the practical considerations for your right. smart hub, you know, life. But yeah, how, is, how is that your first, <laughs> that your first response. response? My first response was my brain just melted and oozed out of my ears. <laughs> my but, first response is, this tiger on the screen is life-size. Oh, my God, that tiger was so cool. Yes. I'm just, well, but see, now, we're, we're thinking about it from a TV point of view because that's what they were showing us. Yes. Go ahead and plug a PS4 Pro into it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I want to see Kratos. I want his head to be the proper size. Oh, like, I want to stand in front of Kratos. You know, that's that's my goal. That's my new goal for 2019 is I want to I want to play God of War straight through on a 219-inch Samsung wall. <laughs> Squad goals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Boy will be man-sized. It's going to be amazing. Be. Okay, so, so delving into the practical, uh, one of the first things that I saw was some really neat software, which I think you were quite excited about. The idea mm -hmm. that when you're working or when you're on your laptop or when you're gaming or whatever, and you're in the zone and you don't want to jump out of the zone, but, you know, you have phone calls and, you know, right. family and other things. You know, work, whatever. You know, that's work, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that needs to be something that you can sort of integrate into right your experience there's not really a way to do that without kind of pulling yourself out checking your phone etc etc but exactly. now yeah. now that's all changed so i had a pretty decent time at the dell alienware booth i mean just in addition to seeing the area 51m um i mean i'm for those of you that have dell laptops or are looking to purchase a dell or alienware laptop in the future they have a um, they have a feature that's called Dell Mobile Connect that is integrated natively in all of their consumer-grade machines. So that's your Dell uh, Latitudes, your um, Alienware machines. They don't have it in enterprise-grade machines yet. So if you're looking at Latitudes for your business, uh, they haven't got there yet. But that's a thing where you can basically 
um, seamlessly connect your mobile device with your laptop, be able to, you know, share files back and forth by just simple drag and drop, be able to respond and send text messages from it. You're basically turning your laptop into an extension of your phone. So what kind of was a garage project for them at Dell and Alienware became something they were showing on CES. So they're taking this, uh, the Dell uh, Mobile uh, Connect, and they're putting it in the VR space. So what it's doing is taking your phone and uh, cloning it into your VR space. So you can be in, in your VR space and you're you know, doing whatever, you're playing a game, you're immersed in whatever you're doing, and say your phone rings. So using your actual VR controllers that are in your hands, you are grabbing your phone that has been cloned in your VR space the same way that you'd be picking up anything else that you play in a VR game and picking it up, actually watching a video or reading a text message or taking a call or returning a, uh, an email. And all of that stuff can be done in a VR space. So in Dell Mobile Connect in VR, it was it was really, really cool to see. Um, you know, garage project or not, I, I hope it's something that's coming soon. Uh, I'll have some more specs on it once I get some more uh, some more information from Dell and Alienware. But yeah, that was it was definitely impressive. Yes, awesome. All right, now I'm gonna throw this in here. This is not about tech, and it's not about CES directly, but mm -hmm. I feel like this is something that relates to CES and pretty much every con I've been to this year. Issues. We're gonna throw this in here. Totally <laughs> off track. Okay. So we, just took a turn, didn't we? we did. I'm gonna I won't be doing this for technical foul, but I'm gonna give it's a little fine. preview that I I recently decided that I was going to spend a little money on shoes this year because I do go to a lot of conventions. I think this is like the fifth, sixth one this year. And how many steps? 20,000, I believe? Uh, yes, according to mine, we were clocking 20,000 plus per day. Yeah. That's a lot, you know. Uh, men's shoes tend to be a little more comfortable and women's shoes a little more fashionable, perhaps. But in this case, I decided to splurge a little. And for roughly 150 bucks, I got these Vivo Barefoot shoes. Now, I know you're thinking like, oh, toe socks, right? Or No, this is not like that. They're wait, just... wait, before, before we continue, there, there's a vital stat they need to know before you get into the review of these shoes. Okay. I said 20,000 steps. I'm not sure you guys truly understand what I mean by that. 20,000 steps is close to 10 miles. There you go. And so... honestly, we were not particularly athletic in this sense that you know this was only covering the sands it was only covering the venetian it wasn't yep. even that that was just that day it wasn't covering the convention center it wasn't covering you know the multiple other areas that ces was so this is just really two hotel hotels yep several floors on that so mm -hmm. you could really have pushed it and doubled that easily if you wanted to see the whole show in one day so anyway, oh, oh my God, the whole show in one day. No, would you would be exhausted. But I mean, I think we only went out for like three, four hours. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, because just that one day, I mean, it opens at 10. The shows close at four every day. So I think we spent maybe five hours on the floor and surrounding areas at the Sands and Venetian um, the first day that we went. And then the second day we were at the legit convention center and I uh, spent and even around there, we're still looking at about 20,000. Uh, for the day, like, you know, just going out to eat and doing stuff after it was over. Yeah. 
So again, you could you could probably double this if you were really intent on you know pushing yourself. Right. So that's a lot for people that aren't particularly active all the time. You know, like a couple miles a day, maybe that's me, not ten. Um, yeah. So it's important, you know, if you're going to do this a lot. And I often, like in the past, have worn regular shoes, sneakers, or even flip flops, and then just been like incapacitated and unable to walk and enjoy the rest of my time in whatever city because I'm so, you know. Just, just like hobbled by the fact that 20,000 steps happened in one day. So I just have to give a shout out to these shoes because honestly, I have the Modus 2 and they just look like regular black shoes, except for the fact that they're, I mean, they call them barefoot, meaning that they don't have, they're like zero drop shoes. They don't have a lot of arch or anything like that. And they're sort of wider at the toe and kind of have this mesh like around them, but they're just very simple shoes. Um, but just honestly, the most comfortable shoes I think I've ever had. I'm just like an ambassador for <laughs> for, for Bio Barefoot nice. now, to be honest. And I plan to take them to every con. So I've gotten through this entire con, no screaming, no like pain, you know, just being able to go. And and I think over the totality of the entire trip, which was four days, two days con, 40,000 steps, and then hiking, followed by hiking for two days. Mm. So, I mean, you're looking at what, like 80,000 steps? Well, I think the total, yeah, so you're looking at 40,000 steps for two days of the con, and then probably some in the neighborhood of 15 miles total hike. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. a lot of steps. So I'm, I'm very, very, very serious. And I will write a review for Technical Foul if you want, just like pictures and everything. This is so worth it. And anyone who goes, does a lot of cons should really check into their shoes because that's something you don't think about. You're thinking about the tech, you're thinking about your bag, you know, whatever. And I can do reviews of bags later too. But the two important things for me at conventions are ease of access to your business cards and all of the stuff that you're going to get mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. heavy stuff mm -hmm. on your back and shoes. Those are the two. So anyway, this is my shout out to the shoes. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll add that my uh, Adidas Sambas were... Fantastic as always. So, Adidas, <laughs> yeah. if any of your reps are listening, uh, I'm a I'm a guy's ten. So, yeah, nice, so, um, nice, nice. Yeah. There, there's one major section that we left out. Like we're we're focusing on gaming. We're focusing on feet. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, what I really want to focus on was a couple of the well, one particular thing, um, as far as automotive is concerned. Oh. Um, because, you know, CES is great, but consumer electronics isn't just small things. We have to remember that there's a lot of large things that are involved. So one of the things that kind of stole the show was a hybrid electric flying car that will be available in the mid-2020s through Uber. So these are from the people. These are from Bell. These are from the people that made the V22 Osprey. So if any of you have ever seen one of those quadcopter drones, like they've got four propellers in there and, you know, they rise up and they can fly them all over the place. This is actually that that can carry up to five passengers. So it is a air taxi concept um, that is a hybrid election, a hybrid electric aircraft. Um, I think it's a, I can't remember if it was four or six uh, tilting fans to take off and land vertically if you, you know, happen to have a helipad on your building, <laughs> if it's just that cool. For the penthouse apartment that you own. For the penthouse apartment, of course, yes, yes. But uh, it's, it, it was amazing in the sense that it's a VTOL aircraft, uh, vertical takeoff and landing, uh, from the people that make 
commercial and military vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. And this is going to be something, and I want to believe it. I saw the video. I want to believe it's true. Uh, that's going to be part of Uber's new Uber Air service. <laughs> so what you're saying is I don't really need these shoes because you're going to be carrying me around in uh, aircrafts? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, well, just from hotel to hotel. You'll still have to walk around once we're there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mid-2020s is what they're saying. That's uh, what Scott Drennan says. He's the director of innovation. What a great title at uh, Bell. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they keep it really trying to push the idea that this isn't just a toy, um, but something that's really really going to be something uh usable for something that can actually carry uh i think it's uh, six or seven hundred pounds and uh you know take you where you need to go which is amazing if that's something that works out yeah and another thing that's really important to cons is ubers and lifts yeah i mean that's that's how else you travel with cons you know unless unless you're local yeah well even if you're local i mean going between all of these different hotels and convention centers would be quite the hike so. And again, if, if CES or the CTA is listening, uh, Philadelphia is a fine city. <laughs> um, yes, it is. It, and I'm not saying that just because it will save the cost of airfare and, you know, I can just stay at home between days. So, yeah, I, that, that's got nothing to do with it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, yeah. Vegas, Vegas was, was gouging on the prices a bit for the hotels. So yeah. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a new city, uh, how about the cradle of American civilization? Just saying. And if you can't afford that, there is a monorail system. In there Vegas, is a monorail system. That's true, which yeah. we do recommend for downtown as well. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining me for this eclectic CES wrap up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, uh, PAX East. I think PAX South was just this week, right. I believe. And uh, and East would be in, I guess, April, March, April. Uh, yeah, generally spring. I feel, yeah, it's going to be March 28th through March 31st is going to be uh, PAX East up in Boston, um, as it has been for uh, the last few years. I just want to give everybody a heads up. Their Saturday's already sold out. Huh. Uh, Thursday's available, Friday's running low, and Sunday's uh, is available. So if you're looking at hitting PAX East, say you want to you know, talk to us, hang out with us for a while, talk tech, talk gaming, uh, might want to get your badges soon. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you very much. And just as a shameless plug, and I'm going to be looking at <laughs> Yes, please do. Where could someone find you? You can find me at blog.tusharnene.com. That's T-U-S-H-A-R-N-E-N-E.com. Uh, I should be able to get my hands on a few, remove, uh, a few re- review models of the stuff that we saw at CBS. CBS, my God. Oh, my at, gosh. Don't, sometimes you go there. Sometimes you have to go there. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, you have to go to CBS. You don't always have to go to CES. <laughs> so what did you true. see at CES that you're going to review? These things that uh, we talked about today. Some of these gaming laptops that we're talking about uh, from MSI, from Lenovo, from Dell and Alienware, I will be getting my hands on hopefully some review models over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so keep it at Technical Foul. Again, that's blog.tusharnene.com or just go to tusharnene.com and it'll take you there via link. And I should have some more hands-on uh, in-depth photos for those and, and see how they stack up to uh, one another. Awesome. 